Sometimes this these podcasts feel like therapy sessions. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna pay you for like doing them. What? <laughs> Hi, I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Allie. And you're, and you're listening, listening to, to the E and E podcast. We're getting there. We're, We're getting almost. there. We're getting there. Almost. <laughs> almost. I feel like there was one time we did it perfectly. No, I can't there was remember. one time that we were going to do it perfectly, and then you purposefully <laughs> slowed down. I think that you secretly like it. <laughs> I do think it's funny. <laughs> you're like, this is our aesthetic, guys. <laughs> Oh my god, did you, have you seen that video of that girl who, like, won't do things unless they're aesthetically pleasing? So, like, she made her Uber wait outside for, like, 30 yeah, minutes. I saw she that. <laughs> okay, I saw a video of her recently where she made the, like, she told the waiter that she wasn't going to eat her food if when she, like, moved it or something, that, like, the egg cracked, because that wasn't going to be aesthetically pleasing. And so she like made like a whole stink about it, and I'm like, bro, I could literally touch grass. Like, go outside, touch grass. Like, literally, like it's a mess. I'm like, "Mm -mm." no. But you know, you know what I also find very interesting Mm -mm. that we're gay. Oh yes. Um, that was a horrible lead-in. I didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was a terrible lead-in, but we're here now, so that's all that matters. And you know, if you're listening, <laughs> when you're supposed to be listening, we are at the beginning of Pride Month, which is June. So yay for the gays. June? Why June? Santa Do you know why June? Like, there's probably like a historical significance. I should probably that's know Google. that. We should probably know that. Okay, so, like, why is Pride Month in June? Okay, guys, we're going to learn something together. Okay, so <laughs> we probably should have known this. So. Honestly, probably should have. Um, so, Pride Month starts in June. Um, it's all of June. And it is to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which actually occurred at the end of June in 1969. Wow. Um, so I knew about Stonewall. And Isn't like that a bar? Yes, it was a bar in New York, actually. Yeah, it's like in Chelsea, right? Sure. It's like near my old work. I went there a few times. So like I knew about Stonewall and the riots and gay rights and stuff. I didn't know that it happened in June and that's why we celebrate. But it actually makes sense though. So I mean I also we but yeah. The more you but, know. Yeah. So like let's let's talk everything gay. Like I guess and... our maybe we could start with like our journey of like yeah. Did you always know and stuff like that? Or? So it's really interesting. Okay, so I've always talked about this with, with like, oh, okay. I've talked about this with certain people. Okay, so like basically, I never knew I was gay when I was younger because I never had a word for it, if that makes sense. Like, you know certain things, but you never actually like have a way to label it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, being younger, I knew that I was attracted to guys, but I didn't know that that was, like, a gay thing. Um, but, of course, growing up, I had girlfriends like everyone else does and, like, talked to girls, also found girls attractive because, like, 
that was what was around me. Like there was, I don't have any other family members that are in the community or anything like that. So I never had a way to like label it or, you know, see that kind of like representation matters. And I think we've talked about that before, right? Representation matters. And I never really had that representation. So I had no way to really experience it. Um, Of course, as you get older and you start going to like middle school and high school, you start learning about being gay and having those different like levels of being gay. I guess that sounds weird. Not levels of being gay. Like you have, you know, bisexuality, gay, pansexual, asexual, and you start learning about all of that. And I think that's when I started realizing like, Oh, this is where I fit into that little mold. Um, But I really didn't start like talking to guys and having like my first boyfriend until probably, well, I was talking to guys in like high school, but I didn't have my first like serious boyfriend until college. So it was uh, a really crazy journey for me to like, not crazy journey, nothing really exciting happened. Um, what I've always been really blessed with, and I know that not everyone is really blessed with this, is I was always blessed with a really good support system. Um, so like when I came out to my mom, it was like no big deal. And I always like tell this story because I think it's so funny. But like I remember trying to tell my mom I was so nervous. Like I was working that day and I had like my stomach in knots because I knew I was like today is the day I tell her. Um, and I was just so nervous and I made like a huge scene. I was like crying and being super <laughs> emotional. And I told my mom, my mom was like, why are you crying? Like... <laughs> what what I don't get it she's like I still love you you're still my son um so it was I was really blessed and then like I was also really scared to tell my grandma because my grandma is very much like old school religious and catholic and so I was always really nervous I've always been really close to my grandma and I didn't want to lose that relationship um but when I told her I told her when I was with my first serious boyfriend from St. Louis and I remember her being just like super supportive she was like crying and was like I'm just really glad you have somebody to take care of you now and I know you're not up there by yourself um so it was really good so I I even telling my sister um, I remember my sister was like okay like, <laughs> did you really bring me up here just to tell me this? Um, so it, I, I was really lucky to have a very support. I can see your sister being like, so I got out of bed for this. <laughs> I remember, too, like, I think we were going to go somewhere. So, like, my mom had me call her up to the room and was like, Eric has something to tell you. Okay, now this time around, my mom was being super dramatic and I wasn't. <laughs> she was like, guys, Eric has something to tell you. <laughs> My sister was like, okay. And I was like, I'm gay. She was like, okay. And then my mom was like, so how do you feel about that? And Mariah was like, feel about what? And I was like, the gays. What do you feel about the gays? Which is very on brand. If you know me and my sister, it's very on brand. We don't take anything seriously. And my mom does. So, like, my mom's trying to have this, like, true heart-to-heart moment with us. And me and her are just like, this is no big deal. Um, My sister was actually the last one that I came out to. But, like, she always claims that she always knew. Um, So, it's like, you know. But, yeah. So, I was very lucky to have a supportive upbringing in that sense. And I came out officially, like, senior year of high school so I had already kind of started on my young adult life I moved to St. Louis shortly after um was in a serious relationship with someone for like five years so I've been really lucky and even my friends of course like I've been around really supportive friends I went to a liberal arts college so it's not like it was unheard of um so I got really lucky day by May they Um, said (laughs) 
<laughs> so, you know, it was a great, great time. <laughs> what was your upbringing like? What was your, or not upbringing, what was your journey? Okay, so I knew very early on. Like, I want to say I was, like, six or seven. I was, like, it wasn't even a question for me. Like, I never went through a phase where I was, like, am I? Am I not? Like, what's going on? I knew. It was, like, all right, this is what it is. I think where I struggle... Do you have a person who, like, really helped you discover that? You know how, like, people on Twitter are, like, oh, I knew I was gay when I saw, and then they'll post, like, a character from a TV show or something? (laughs) Honestly, I don't think, no, I just knew I was attracted to men. But also, like, I developed biologically a lot earlier than people might, like, it was crazy. Everybody thought I was going to be real tall because I was developing so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, I was, like, the tallest person in my class. Like, I was, like, I had to start using deodorant at a very early age. Like, all of these things were happening. And so, like, m- like my hormones and, like, sexually speaking, I was also developing at a much faster rate um, than other people. So I knew very early on. I, I want to say I was, like, six or seven. Where I struggled was I just didn't know what to do with the information. I was, like, okay, now what? Like, I just, <laughs> I really didn't know what to do. And then, like... I also, my parents were very, like, very open-minded, very liberal, but I almost feel like that almost hurt things because it was almost like, so for example, like, I one of my earliest memories was like, um, I think that they were very open and they didn't want to make a big deal about anything, so they never sat down and had conversations with me that maybe... I would have benefited having conversations just because they didn't want to blow things out of proportion, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if you remember... Do you remember the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Denzel yes. Washington? So, my parents, like, loved that movie. They watched it all the time. And, like, I would watch it with them. Like, probably not something, you know, a 10-year-old should be watching. But, like, I I remember my big takeaway from that movie was, like, oh, I'm going to die of AIDS. Like, I didn't, I hadn't made the connection yet that, like, unprotected sex, like, led to, you know, him, you know, and then, like, I hadn't, and so I was like, oh, I'm, I was like, oh, I'm dying. That's what being gay means. Like, I'm dying. And, like, I just remember I went to my room, I wrote a will. I was, like, I was fully prepared. Like, I just, like, So it kind of, like, fucked with my mind a bit because, like, I just, like, really just thought... And all the media I saw was gay people dying. Like, that's all I ever saw in the media. So, like, in my mind, I was, like... I almost saw it as, like, I don't want to tell my parents because I don't want them to, like, worry about me and, like, think I'm going to die. And, like... So it was, like, actually, like, very... It was almost like a burden that I had been carrying for like so many years like by the time I got to like teenagehood and it was just like insane so I always knew what I didn't do was I didn't tell other people outwardly until I just like let people make assume what they wanted Mm -hmm. and just kind of avoided the topic altogether and I think um I was like that 
all through high school. I grew up in a place that was like very homophobic, but I I was always very I was always very like I always even though I never spoke on my sexuality necessarily, I always made clear that I supported gay people. Mm-hmm. Like I never like trashed gay people. I never was like, "Oh, I could never be one of those." Like I was always like very clear (laughs) do you know what i'm saying (laughs) like i was very clear on like like gay couldn't be me (laughs) (laughs) no girl (laughs) not me Mm -mm. Uh, that is funny though because like no because there were kids doing that though (laughs) (laughs) have you seen that video that like it's on tiktok i think where it's this person who's like look if I cussed you out in middle school for you calling me gay, I'm sorry, you were right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I never was, like, that type. Like, I just, like, let people talk, let people say what they want, like, whatever. Um, and I remember, like, we had, like, a gossip girl at my high school, and, like, one of the items was, like, oh, is Peter gay? And I remember somebody rushing up to me and being, like, oh, my God, they said you were gay. And I was just, like, Oh, like <laughs> wow! I was like I'm crazy, like you know. <laughs> it's funny how these rumors. Have you seen that Proud Family episode where she's like singing that song? And she's like, "Stop spreading rumors." <laughs> but I just remember being like, "Oh wow, crazy!" Like, and then I just went on with my life. So, like, I like didn't. Uh, yeah, like, but I do remember, I just, I, I, the the thing I do remember is, like, just having this, like, crippling fear that I was going to die at any point. Because <laughs> that's all I saw, like, all I saw on TV were gay people dying. And I was just like, all right, well, that is, that's, that's what's going to happen. Like, that's it. Like, you know? Like- I literally wrote a will. I like literally was like, I would like look at, I would start crying at the dinner table sitting across to my parents because I was like, I don't want to cause them. (laughs) I don't want to tell them. I don't want to cause them all this like misery. Like, you know, Um, yeah. Like I was like, really, (laughs) I just, I was really shooken up about it. And then we ended up moving to a very homophobic, uh place and like i just like that was like during high school and then so then i was like kind of that kind of like doubled down on my suspicion i guess because like prior to that i hadn't really had any like sexual contact or activity with men or like even like romantic feelings it was more of just something that i knew was innately within me and i almost saw it as like a almost like just like a a physical like you know i saw it as like handedness like some people are right-handed some people are left-handed and then i was like oh i'm gay like some people are straight but i never really like did anything with the information yeah and i think college was like where i truly was like hello world you know i just like most of the world (laughs) yeah you know i just like didn't give a shit at that point and like just like lived my authentic self but that was just like that was kind of my journey so it was like a lot of just like fear in the beginning and then and one thing I wish my parents would have done was maybe like been had more actual discussion like 
and the thing is they were so open like literally modern family we would watch it every night like they were very like clearly in support like i don't know if you've heard of like six feet under like we watched six feet under all the time so it was like clear that they had no fucking issue with it like we even watched like uh this documentary called the laramie project which is about like you know laramie wyoming where like they threw that gay kid over the fence and whatever like so my parents were very obviously like open and like non-judgmental but i feel like it it's not enough to be that like you you literally have to sit down and have like a very direct conversation about the issue um because yeah it was like yeah it was interesting i mean and if you take anything away from this podcast i feel like i say this almost like every episode but representation matters like it really does and i think that like when that's your only representation of course you're gonna think this is my fate i know that like for me it was very much like the only thing i had watched at that time that had gay people in it were like queer as folk which is like yeah. if you've seen that show it's a very like skewed way of seeing like sexuality um but yeah i think it's interesting to think about how like how the media of gay people at that time was like how impactful that truly was for us cuz i think where i struggled um, was finding my balance of like femininity and masculinity because I know that for me I was so like I always knew I was attracted to men I never said anything until I think the first time I actually said like oh I have a crush on this guy or I think this guy is attractive was in eighth grade and I remember I told my friend who was a lesbian I want to point out and I told her and then she wound up telling everybody like, and I remember it was during, like, through notes. Like, we, back in the day, remember, we used to write notes to each other. So, oh like, God, it was yeah. in writing. And she, like, showed everyone the note, and it was, like, a whole thing. And that's when we, like, when I first had to come into contact with, like, you know what I've always thought is interesting is having to, like, admit what you are, you know? <laughs> like, when people are, right. like, oh, like are you that was Which Yeah, is- like, it's so fucking weird. It's just, like, it's so awkward to have to just, like, like you know like it's just so awkward be a conversation and it was just a really weird experience because it was the first time that i realized that like oh this is actually like impactful like this actually means something you know like this is juicy gossip for people you know yeah Um, so i know that like that was the first time I ever said anything. But also, my family was also very old school, like, Mexican family. So it was very much, like, boys act like this, girls act like this, boys do this, girls do that, boys don't do this. Which was very interesting because growing up, I was really into, like, dance and singing and theater. And so it was very much hard for me to find that, like, balance of stuff. Um, so I feel like a lot of my life, I have toned down and, like, I don't want to say, like turned down for hidden but i've definitely like toned down my femininity a lot especially around my family it's very much something that like i don't want to say i was ashamed of but almost made it feel like i should be ashamed of it Um, as i've gotten older and as i've kind of gone through the journey of discovering myself i have realized that like my femininity is part of what makes me me and it's not a bad thing because it's like there's power in femininity, there's power in masculinity, and it's not about, 
oh, are you? Which is why, like, I've always hated that discussion that, like, gay men will have with each other when they're like, are you mask or are you femme? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I've always hated having to, like, put myself in one of those boxes because like, of the representation. There's so many labels already. Why are we making new ones? Like Exactly. Plus, the representation of, like, what a femme gay is and what a mask gay is are so, like, oh, if you say you're femme, then we assume you're going to act like this. And if you say you're masked, then we assume you're going to act like this. Um, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of the stigma is very much, like, if you say, oh, I'm a mask gay or I'm a femme gay, there's already, like, a stereotype of people. And that just them. feeds into misogyny yeah, overall because it's, like, you're weird. saying femininity is bad. Like, exactly. It's just, it's just, like, sexism in another form. So one thing I do want to, like, point out during this episode is that, like, if you struggle with, like, expressing your femininity because you're afraid that people are going to, like, judge you for it, like, fuck them, you know? Like, it's whatever what is the big deal about what other people do to express themselves? You know what I mean? Like, Nothing. if I want to wear fake nails, how does that affect your day-to-day? And if I feel better with them or I feel, like, more like myself, then I don't think that it should be an issue. And I don't think people should, like, you know, it's it. think of it as simple as, like, how does you wearing jeans affect me personally? It doesn't. Like, I, I personally... No, and also when it comes... Sorry, not to cut you off, but when it comes to, like, fashion, like, even when you look through the ages, what's been considered, like, a masculine form of dress or, like, a feminine form of dress has, like, changed. Um, Mm -hmm. For instance, like, back in the day, like, uh, men were the ones wearing, like, wigs and heels and, like, makeup and that sort of stuff, whereas, like, today we would consider that feminine, whereas back then it was usual. And I think, I say all this to say just that, you know, what's considered masculine or feminine is really a societal construct. There's no right or wrong way to be. There's the way that you're used to things being and a way that you're not used to things being. Mm -hmm. And I think if we tell ourselves that more or remind ourselves of that, um, you know, because it's really... Yeah, like, it's, like, there's no right or wrong. It's just, like, what you're used to and what you're not used to. Yeah, and, like, back in the day, was it a way to, like, show off your wealth and stuff was based on how you dress and, like, how nice you dress? So, like, a lot of people would get, like, really big wigs and, like, that yes. meant that they were wealthier. Um, and then, like, the high heels for, like, the men was to really, like, help them. <laughs> like, Napoleon used to wear them because he wanted, like, the height thing, like... You know damn well that when the Declaration of Independence was being signed, our forefathers mm-hmm. were like, who's going to have the biggest wig <laughs> and have the nicest shoes? Their faces were powdered and beat for the gods. So <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I just feel like, and then we've even gone through transitional times where like, guyliner was a really big thing. I know that like, that was a really big emo such, like thing, like our scene where it was like, that was their yeah, style. painting the nails. And, yeah, and, and like now guys paint their nails too. It was really funny, actually, I was thinking about it. I saw a TikTok of this guy doing a thirst trap and like his nails were painted, but he was like super buff and like masculine and muscular. So like everyone in the comments, like men and women were very much like, oh, that's so hot, blah, blah, blah. He's so, like not even associating the fact that he had his nails painted as like feminine because of how he presented himself um versus if like a more effeminate acting person who wasn't super muscular and masculine looking were to paint their nails it would definitely be read as like oh like that's very gay or how the kids say nowadays your gun is pink 
Wait, what? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> That's a thing now on TikTok where they're like, <laughs> I have no clue to be honest with you, but I've been seeing all the comments where they're like, is your gun pink? And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> Now that I'm at this place where I'm at, I feel very much like it's good to express who you are as a person. And like, I have felt more like myself in recent years, starting to like show my family who I truly am and like acting like myself and, you know, like not being afraid to come off as a little bit feminine sometimes, you know, because like that is part of who I am as a person. And I don't think that I should have to express like, oh, I am feminine or I am masculine or whatever the case may be. I think that that's really interesting. That, that's probably been, like, my biggest journey with being gay is struggling with my femininity. Like, I remember, like, wearing crop tops for the first time and skinny jeans and, like, cutoffs. Like, thinking that, like, oh, my God, people are going to judge me. And, like, does this make me, like, people aren't going to be as attracted to me because I am more feminine. And, like, oh, I have to, like, tone it down here because people aren't going to accept it. And so I think that at, not so much coming out was my hardest Part of this journey it was very much finding like it's okay to be who I am but yeah it's ridiculous and I'm glad that like you're feeling more confident and comfortable now um because that's like bro like we have one life like we mm-hmm. have one life like we are on this planet one time There's not going to be one Mogan. Like, this is the one time. (laughs) I think we just need to really ask ourselves, why is femininity bad? Like, where is that stemming from? Like, why do you see it as a negative thing? And if it's not for you, then don't, you don't. Yeah, it's just like, no, it's like you're sexist. And it just all stems down to, like, as a society, we hate women. And and that's all wear eyeliner or paint your nails or put on wigs or whatever the case may be if you personally don't want to do that don't do it but also if somebody next to you does it it shouldn't matter because that person's not affecting your your own life you know exactly and it's just like i don't know just like the need to like suppress yourself i just can't imagine like especially like once you're paying your own bills Mm mm-hmm you know, like, just, it just, oh, God. I feel for anyone that's, like, going through that still. That's, like, whew. Um, so, you know, if you're yeah. listening and you are struggling with certain things, like, own your femininity. Like, own, own your it. masculinity. Like, even, like. Just I own mean, yourself, whoever yeah. you are and what that means. And define who you are for yourself. And then just be that. me personally I think I've always struggled kind of in the sense that like I never wanted to pick anything like I just wanted to be me kind of like we're saying and I think like I especially like in the gay community I felt like I was always like people were always like trying to force me to be this. Are you top? Are you bottom? Are you this? Are you that? And I just was always just like, I, I'm just me. Like I like what I want to do or who I want to be could be very circumstantial. Like it could Mm -hmm. change 
depending on like how I feel that day, like depending on the setting, depending on who I'm with. Like, and so like, I just, I think that was like my biggest struggle was like, I just like, I wanted the power to just kind of like be myself in every circumstance. And even if myself changed, Mm -hmm. like I wanted kind of that, like, I guess you'd say fluidity of just being able to be who I am, whoever I, and for who I am to constantly change and evolve, Mm -hmm. you know? And you should be able to, and I think that's the thing is that like, but I, and I don't know what people are so afraid of. Like, why is it that like being fluid is such a, like, why do we have to pigeonhole ourselves into one thing? Yeah. So I just found like, especially when I was like trying to date or like, you know, get on dating apps or hooking up with people, it's like, I had to provide everyone with a laundry list of like, this is who I am. Am I dominant? Am I submissive? Am I like this? And I'm like, I don't know like I don't know the vibe I don't know your energy and like all of these things could change based on that and so like I just like never wanted to like yeah it was like very hard for me to you know say I am this one thing and I am bound to this one thing and this one thing is my identity like forever and, and I feel like what's really interesting too is that like especially in the gay community, I've noticed once you give yourself that label, it's hard to get away from that label because people just yeah. see you as that way. I mean, like I know this is a weird example to use, but like if you tell people, Oh, I'm a top, then they just yeah. expect you to be a top, you know, or yeah. you, know, you tell people, Oh, I'm femme. So they just expect you to be femme all the time. Um, and if you deviate from that, they're like, Oh, I thought you said this. Yeah. Like, Why can't it be you know? exactly like and yeah so i think that's what i really struggled with was that like i i even went through a whole period where i was like pretty sure i was asexual Mm -hmm. like and like you know what i'm saying so just having the freedom to sort of you know just be me and be every iteration of me and not like be pigeonholed to be one thing um always uh was like something that i just like was i just knew was like so important to me and i feel very free to do that now like i'm very vocal about being like today i feel like this tomorrow I might not feel like this, but this is what I'm feeling now. And this is what I desire now. And then could change and like being fine with it, you know? Um, So yeah. And in terms of like sexually, especially I, for me, who I am sexually and what I enjoy, like honestly is all dependent on the other person. On who I'm with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like, it's just interesting, like on, dating apps and such people would just like be like i am this and i'm looking for this and i'm like i don't know dude like it just depends like you know and then people will very much be like oh if you if you are this then i don't want to like associate exactly that has always been really weird to me Um, yeah so yeah but yeah so that's kind of been my experience i guess Well, now that we've talked about our struggle, let's let's be fun. 
let's let's be fun. So Pride is starting. It's Pride Month. What are your Pride anthems? Do you have any any fun gay anthems? Uh, remember I made that gay playlist. It was called <laughs> Vibe Gay Vibes or something. <laughs> Do you remember? Let's we see if I just, can find it. We should probably just pull that up. I personally am here for Rain on Me. I I actually okay that song took a while but once I got it I got it yeah like definitely love it and it's what I love is how deep the meaning of the song is for her you know because it has the double meaning of like you know drinking so much and like being stuck in that rut but it's like you know I I'd rather be dry but at least I'm alive you know I'm going through this struggle but at least I'm here and you know such a great (laughs) Uh, Judas love Judas from Lady Gaga (laughs) okay pride anthem and I don't care what you say open toes by Catherine oh my god (laughs) at first okay at first I was gonna be like what could I possibly (laughs) but bro open toes it sounds like it's like Payless asked her to make a jingle. <laughs> but you know you'd be feeling like a bad bitch when that bridge comes on and she's like, put them on, put them on, let's go. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Yo, open toes walk so Sneaker Night could run. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, Sneaker Night. <laughs> What about movies? What are some of your favorite gay movies? I feel like you have a lot Ooh. more. That's a good question. Um, like, what would you recommend? For I would recommend... I'm trying night. to think of happy ones, because like a lot of them are sad. Life Partners with Leighton Meester and Jillian Jacobs is really, really good. I do think that it's, like I said before, I do think representation matters, so it's important to like make sure that the content you're consuming is showing like well-rounded characters and not just showing one plight you know like yes the AIDS pandemic was a big part of gay history but like that's not the whole story so while the normal heart is a great play and angels in America is an amazing play that is not our whole story (laughs) exactly like i do love angels in america though i just love how beautifully written it is rent is also a really good i feel lgbt friendly movie. yeah i think it's great um even if you don't like musicals i feel like people tend to really love that i really liked it like i watched it like uh last winter like my first winter in this apartment i love Um, rent i think it's a great like it's it's a little aged because of the content because like they're fighting the like cyber world because it's like pre y2k if i'm not mistaken so it's like the night it's like what it was like to live in that area in the 90s um before technology like became rampant in cyberspace and all that other stuff so it is a little aged um but i still think that a lot of the a lot of the plots hold true still to today um the stories are really well like told and i think it's amazing that the cast is like predominantly people of color who are not just gay but are bisexual or lesbian uh that we have a drag queen you know so i think it's like a great representation of the community oh my god angel 
Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that was my favorite character. We love Angel. But yeah, so I would definitely recommend Rent. Love Rent. Um, But yeah, so consume. It's Pride Month. Consume all the gay media. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you for Happy listening. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Be sure to like support your gay community, mm-hmm. LGBTQIA plus community. Um, you know, do what you can. Alphabet Mafia. Go attend. It can be fun. Last year they had a Rainbow Coalition. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not the different names. <laughs> Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride.